Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey everyone, welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James. Today, this episode, I've not done this before, but it was just too good a conversation not to put up on Main Street. What it is, on Thursday of next week on My Millennial Money, we've got Luke Berry, who's one of the directors of Third Eye Constructions, and we do an episode about buying off the plan and profile his company, and it's a really great chat. Anyway, I wanted to cover in that chat a little bit about what uh, his company's doing with NDIS housing and whether it's something to invest in as a property investor. So, what you're going to hear is a recording of the after party because it was right in like an hour deep into the episode at the very end uh, and there was just some valuable insights all around NDIS housing and what Third Eye is doing uh, to develop these types of properties for people who may need that in our community. So have a good listen, then keep an eye out for the My Millennial Money episode on buying off the plan and yeah, enjoy. Thanks guys, bye. All right, everyone, we're back for a bit of an after party. We actually forgot to talk about one thing and that was what Third Eye and Race are you doing with the NDIS housing. So yes. this is really important and I'm glad we are actually doing it towards the end because the people who care about apartments and building will actually find this valuable. You bet. So, give us a rundown. What's happening? Well, look, what we we were very lucky. Um, 2010, I think it was, uh, we, we did the, the Bell Apartments in Lake Macquarie, near Newcastle, 120-odd apartments, and we inherited this deal, and there was 10 properties there that were getting created for someone called the Summer Foundation. We had no idea what it was, right? But there was like... Each of these apartments, over $150,000 extra with all this um, home automation and, and um, you know, assisted living. And we, we started learning about it more and more. And the um, those 10 apartments were built for young men and women with a disability. And it was part of a national trial for the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So unbeknownst to us, we had to build these things and learn how to build them. Um, but the most powerful powerful thing, I'll, I'll never forget it, is a young guy at the time of settlement came in and got the was moving into the property and was really emotional. He had, he had broken his neck in a motorbike accident. And I was um, sort of uh, – Luke Mahaffey, our architect and design manager, was there and I was thinking, shit, we've, we've stuffed it up. We've got it wrong. Like what's he upset for? But he was actually overwhelmed about him getting his independence back. Mm. And he was living at that stage, he said, I was either going to be in a nursing home for the rest of my life and watch the people around me pass away because they're all old and aging, or I was going to become a burden on my mum and dad. And what you've given me is I've got my own place. Like through voice activation, um, he can open doors, he can live independently. Mm. Powerful stuff. 
And that then forces down a path of creating the NDIS. And I'm really proud to say that in Newcastle, we've already built and delivered 24 NDIS. We've proven that this type of housing can be built within medium and large scale schemes because that was the trial and that those members of our community that are often forced to the, the city edge and the peripheral away because it's more affordable now actually have purpose-built properties in the CBD, on transport links, and they're great additions to the, the building community and, and we're making a big positive change. And there's just not enough of this type of housing getting created. I think the numbers are around 6,000 young men and women are living in accommodation that isn't designed for their ability. Mm. And, I, I, you know, we're we're on a mission. We're going to try and um, we've set ourselves a target to build 150 along the east coast of Australia by the uh, 2025 and we've got 24 finished. I've got a building in Tweed Heads, Coffs, Port, and now the Central Coast, we're building homes. And yeah, it's a it's a complicated asset class, um, creating properties for the NDIS, but shit, it's a rewarding one. That's awesome. So I, I actually went in one of the units uh, when I was doing my inspection. Um, I went down and went in and it's just, yeah, it's all custom, accessible height, all automatic doors. Like it's actually, you know, if I had a disability and had a unit that had a lower kitchen, lower oven, lower, like mm, it's just China. quite an amazing thing to see. Mm. And the fact that you're doing it is just amazing. And, and to the same standard that an able-bodied person's yeah. apartment is. And that's what I love is that we've really worked out that um, whilst there is some limitations to a bench top that n- needs to elevate up and down so people can use it with a wheelchair or the ovens need to be at a certain mm. level, to uh, able them and the door needs to open a certain way and they're all learnings that we've got for the, you know, because we delivered a few. But there's a a guy called Nick that lives in Eton in Newcastle and we've heard he was from Singleton or or out that way, Um, again, living in a wheelchair, couldn't find anything for his wheelie to get get going as he refers himself as a wheelie and um, he now cooks in, in his apartment in Eton and drops off scones and stuff mm. for the people on his floor. And I think, you know, it's changed his life, it's changed mine, it's changed my whole team. We've got a division called In Situ Housing that we've set up dedicated to building this type of housing. And, yeah, we, we're really going to challenge how the people, you know, the world thinks about incorporating this. So I couldn't imagine the amount of headaches you had when you first started designing this to because it's very different from what you, you cookie – Cut, cut a product is, um, but uh, do you think you've refined it to the point now where, as you say, you can go and push out 150 mm. okay? And and what's been your biggest challenge in that? Yeah, I, it's, a, it's an interesting one because you've, you've got people living with a disability, with able-bodied, you know, individuals. So things like the lift that needs to be able to, the buttons need to mm. be at a certain height. I'm not going to say we've nailed it, we're still getting better. And I think, and you know me long enough, I actually think we're just going to keep getting better mm. anyway. We're going to continually challenge ourselves to be create better product, doesn't matter how good we get. Question, would you or have you gone back to some of the tenants after they've been there a year and said, hey, what's good and what's not? Yeah, our, our learnings for the NDIS, yeah, yeah 100%. We learnt 
what sort of – like we put a Bose system in and it's really good, but we, we changed up our, our technology that we're using um, for the next participants, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that evolved so quickly that, that we're, we're looking at the best um, elements there. The layouts – I think we've nailed our layout for apartment living because you've you've got you know doors need to be a certain width yeah. into the bathroom. How to get in the bedroom? You've got to plan to have hoists mm. so that the carers of these participants mm. can help lift them up and put them into bed and and so forth. So so all that. in terms of the property itself, who owns it? Is it a private investor? Do you guys still hold some? Yeah. What's the go? And maybe John can answer this as well in terms of investing. Yeah, well, I, I, we've Bob Ron and I own all of ours. In uh, that's, we've got these legacy box that we've 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 got in the creation of Third Eye, and, and one of that is that we want to create a legacy of of projects, and the 150 is our number, and we we want to build that um, portfolio property up, and we may partner with a super fund. There's a lot of social responsibility for banks and super funds to mm-hmm. own assets like this, so we believe we're going to do all the hard, complicated, messy stuff and get people get the properties built and the people in them and then we may look at partnering with an institutional partner to own that asset mm. um, class in the future. Um, so, yeah, reaching out, we always checking with the clients what we can do better, what services and a big important thing is a rumour is a used to be House With No Steps is our one of our providers. We work with a number of SEALs, a specialist independent living advisor, um, and they help us qualify the participants to then move in. In terms of your question about investment, yeah, I think we may uh, open up the uh, apartments for investors um, to look at. It's complicated that, you know, a circumstances of a tenant could change instantly mm. and you need to be in a position whilst the income, the NDIS is underwritten by the government and the the rents are higher than the market rents, the risk is say that person's circumstances deteriorate and they can't live independently, they need to move out, then they can leave that property within a day and then it's vacant, all right? So it's not for everyone. Again, we talk about that on the podcast, investment, eyes wide open, I'm willing to take that risk because I think I've got a responsibility to create this housing and I'm big enough to do it. And I would actually applaud you as a just – a person that, you know, because you could, you know, substitute those 150 units with normal ones, sell them and make heaps of money. Yeah. Like you, so from a social impact point of view, I think it's really good. And a lot of people- appreciate that. Because I'm more about, you know, it's not about the money. Like it's got to be more than the money. And when I left my first job here at North Sydney, my boss said to me before I left, when I was starting my business, he said two things, Glenn. He said, one, look after people and two, don't chase the dollars. Yeah, it's a good – I've never I've – look, I work hard and I want to earn some money to do – you know, make sure that my family's looked after and um, I can send my kids to the best schools and all that sort of stuff. Like I've, I've got my list, mm. right? Um, but, yeah, I think – if I'm I'm the guy that's building them, if I'm not challenging myself to build a better product so that the, the spaces that we exist in are better than when I started, then I, I shouldn't be in, in real estate. And that's something that I'm quite passionate about, that my job is to, to continually challenge myself and my team to think outside the square and, and 
you know, f- even for our NDIS network, imagine, and, and this is, it's coming to fruition, we've got U-Homes in situ, U-Homes, and then we've got a concept called U-Holidays. Imagine how hard it is when mm. you've got a family member with a disability to have a holiday. But we we build 10 apartments and then we have a carer's unit within those 10 apartments and then the 10 families share the cost of that that carer. So my my vision for in situ and our new homes and new holidays is that those apartments from Tweed, Port, Coss, Newcastle, Central Coast, we're going to dedicate one or two apartments to have as a short-term holiday rental so families can go travel, they can use the Yoruma um, care to help uh, with their assisted living and um, we're going to build a, a network for people with a disability to go on a holiday. Like, I, I like going to Coss Harbour for a holiday. Mm, very nice. It's so difficult to find anywhere. Have, have you had any, um, like, national press on what you're doing with NDIS stuff? We No, to be honest, we decided to we're, – we're nearly ready to start talking about it. We're flying under the radar a little bit. Because I was going to say, I'd, I'd like to introduce you to some of my colleagues at the AFR. Yeah, well, look, I'd love to share that it's story. It's such a good story that yeah. – you know, you're not just that evil property developer who just mm. wants to friggin' build a building and then phoenix it and like, so, you know so what I mean? You, like, you're going to sell some of them that you build in coughs and tweed and everything? Yeah, we look, we've been asked to sell them. Our strategy right now is to keep them. Mm. But like I said, um, there's too many people that need it not to sell. Not yeah. if, if I knew that there was buyers out there that would, would join me on the journey, I could – definitely combine my resources with theirs and we might be able to do f- uh, another 100, the, you know. Can the families of the disabled buy it and still use the scheme? They can. Um, a lot of families, though, on the NDIS simply can't afford it. Mm. And and also because their family member has some disability that may change mm. their circumstances of living in that property, um, they often are quite happy just to rent because yeah. then they can move if, if mm. they need to be, say they're out in regional, you know, um, New South Wales and they're living in a property and they need to be closer to care, so a hospital for rehab or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're still listening, um, traditionally NDIS properties haven't been the best investment over the journey because, as you mentioned before, Racer, they're too far out of town, They're they're in – no good areas and they've got no infrastructure and no public transport, whereas you're actually flipping the coin on that. It's almost the reverse. They're, yeah. they're in CBD or uh, on a train line or close to yeah. buses and everything Near else. Near shopping centres, you know, it's got to be within a couple of blocks of the main street or a hospital or, or a precinct. Um, you know, my vision for it is in situ means in place mm. and – I've always loved the name and so I own this in situ housing domain and um, I want to bring people back in place so that they're in where they need to be. They they, they have a great connectivity. They've got community around them and, and there's opportunities for other developers, even mum and dad investors to get involved and, and support this type of housing. For those who are listening who are really into property – like how important has it been for you to get professional advice along the way? Oh. Like are you one that didn't want to do it and I'll do it myself? Like what's – No, no, it's important and, you know, we've always engaged with the best accountants. Yeah. And you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, right? And yeah. I've always – and, I, you know, all due respect to Uncle Peter's out there, I use that a little bit that um, – 
the advice, you pay for it because you're expecting the best advice. So mm. my tip would be if you're starting a journey and you want to find out should you be doing it in family trusts or um, unit trusts or whatever it may be, you know, go and sit down with a, a licensed financial planner or an accountant and then work out what suits you and your family and, and what where you want to end up. Because um, that's – I do stuff in my own name. I've got stuff with my business and, you know, it's all different. Mm. It's all got different rules around it. Yeah, awesome. No, I really appreciate that insight. All right, Thanks we better let this guy get back yeah. to work. So He's busy, man. Thanks so much, Luke from uh, Third Eye. Appreciate it. No yeah, problems. Good. Thanks, guys. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.